0: You're listening to Kyle
1: Warren. Well, here we go, folks, into the final weekend of campaigning for the 2020 election season. President Donald Trump, of course, crisscrossing the nation with his almost non-stop rallies. Joe Biden, of course, continues to, well, campaign here and there, it would appear. But here's the thing. Four years ago, President Trump showed that he was willing to outwork Hillary Clinton in order to win the election right down to the wire. He is doing the same thing this time, folks. That's the definition of fire in the belly. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed just a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best. Send you off into your weekend with a smile well thank you very much a singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program folks welcome to the program friday slash weekend edition is here it's the day before halloween so that means of course it's friday october the 30th 2020 and uh, yes the last weekend before the election the last weekend of campaigning uh it's all gonna get left on the field uh at least as far as the trump campaign goes i heard joe biden earlier saying that he was going to work for every vote right up until the last minute and that's fine for him to say but don't forget i think he's going to places right that are that should be pretty comfortable for him in terms of the polls of what the polls say and we continue to see these polls these suppression polls that continue to tell us that you know he's up in pennsylvania and he's up in texas or you know he's going to be a toss up you know or he's up in florida and this kind of stuff i just don't believe it anymore and as we talked about on the show i think it was yesterday uh, michael moore doesn't believe it he's trying to warn uh his own party about the whole thing they're not listening but something has got to be going on in biden land because they wouldn't be going to some of these places i think if they really thought they were that comfortable but what that tells us folks what that tells us is again uh we have to continue to fight this thing like the war depends on you as to uh, just pretend that the war depends completely on you and whether or not you vote so go out there and vote because come tuesday and may start another long process unless the win is really overwhelming for president trump then we can get back to trying to get back to normal in this country especially where the coronavirus is concerned and especially where getting people back to work getting them back out into the world back out earning a living back out uh, opening their businesses and uh, getting through and hopefully 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 getting that vaccine by the end of the year, and that would be a very Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year indeed. Once again, folks, welcome to the program. We've got a lot to talk about today, and don't forget, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce emanating from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, with the program going out along the Salem Media Group of stations, also along the GCN network as well. And uh, we do invite you to listen into the uh, program. The captain and I will have a complete wrap up of all of the day's events, all of the political news and the news that you need to be hearing, but maybe are not hearing uh, in other parts of the uh, of the media. So uh, we invite you to join and uh, you can also call into the program as well. We would love to hear from you on the radio. Okay, uh, before we get into some of these uh, political uh, stories here, I want to start with this uh this uh from fox news a very very disturbing story um it is uh, just uh so sad and so terrible uh this is again from fox news two new orleans police officers were ambushed in the city's french quarter neighborhood friday by a gunman riding a pedicab who shot one officer in the face police said The officers were on vehicle patrol around 4.30 p.m. when they were fired upon by a male pedicab passenger, police superintendent Sean Ferguson said at the scene. One officer was shot in the left cheek and the bullet lodged in his skull. There were uh, just crossing through intersections going different directions, Ferguson said. This is a dark day for our officers that's absolutely right the wounded officer was listed in serious but stable condition he was able to walk to the hospital holding his cheek ferguson told reporters the other officer had minor abrasions to his arm from shards of glass the officer who was shot has been with the police department four years and the other is a 16 year veteran ferguson also thanked a retired army veteran who helped treat the wounded officer before both officers were taken to a hospital the suspected gunman was taken into police custody so they found him they got him with the help of witnesses who pointed out the suspect officials said he appeared to be quote under some sort of medical condition ferguson said and was taken to a hospital to be evaluated he had a holster and a gun was recovered authorities said witnesses said the police vehicle was at a stop sign when the gunman stood up in the pedicab and open fire into the cruiser this is horrible um this reminds me of course of what happened into la the la county sheriffs uh, they're sitting there in their in their vehicle and someone comes up um and you know opens fire and and through the window uh, so again our thoughts our prayers and our fervent fervent uh, uh prayers and good wishes go out to both officers obviously uh, one is seriously seriously wounded and uh just a a long road to recovery here one would think um but uh, again uh every single day that these men and women put on a badge and go out into the cities and towns um you know they're doing that in order uh, essentially, they, you know, they put their lives on the line and they're doing that in order to protect us and, uh, and to uh, make sure that our communities are safe. And when something like that happens, uh, like this happens, I should say, um, it affects all of us. And all of us are pulling for this officer and the other officer who was also wounded um, as well. And uh, so, again, uh, we'll find out. I'm sure we'll have an update on their condition later on tonight on the Captain's America. Um, Okay. well, turning to political news, as you know, of course, as I said, President Trump is crisscrossing with almost nonstop rallies. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, is saying he's fighting for every vote Um, and it's really now getting down to the wire. Uh, And as I mentioned uh, about the polls earlier, uh, here's a story that I think means that alarm bells might be going off right about now at Biden campaign headquarters. I wonder what the conversations there are sounding like. Get this, folks. Some Biden campaign officials, this from Mediaite, Some Biden campaign officials are expressing concern about lagging black and Latino turnout in the early vote totals so far in some key swing states. According to a new article in Bloomberg, Biden aides have identified three states, Arizona, Florida and Pennsylvania, where the African-American and Hispanic vote totals are lower than they would prefer at this point. Early voting across the country has soared in many places amid the coronavirus pandemic, and Democrats are seeing massive surges among key demographics like young voters in states like Georgia and Texas. Despite record early turnout around the country, there are warning signs for Biden. In Arizona, two-thirds of Latino registered voters have yet to cast a ballot in Florida, in Florida, half of latino and black registered voters have not yet voted but more than half of white voters have cast ballots according to a data according to data from catalyst a democrat data uh, data firm in pennsylvania nearly 75 percent of registered black voters have not yet voted the data's uh, the data shows um one particular area of concern south florida where early voting in Democrat strongholds is running behind Republican turnout. Folks, yes, alarm bells for sure. We'll tell you more on the other side of the break.
0: You're listening to Kyle Warren.
4: Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy.
2: So,
3: we'll save money.
4: Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance.
3: Right. <laughs> Wise guy.
4: Worth a try. So, you got that?
3: Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings.
4: He got it.
3: Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy.
1: After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at Kylewarrenshow.com
2: I'm run it host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren.
1: Yes, it is, and thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. We'll hear from uh, Ron here in a little bit with the brand new Edwards Notebook. And folks, welcome back to the program. Don't forget that you can go to kylewarrenshow.com That's kylewarrenshow.com There you can find me on Facebook. Friend me on Facebook. Check me out on Twitter. Subscribe to the program. And, of course, check out my video pick of the day. All that and much more right there at KyleWarrenShow.com. And we keep going up and up and up. Here on this Friday slash weekend edition, just like the music is doing right there. And that, of course, is only due to one reason, and that is you, the listener. Thank you very much, everybody out there who's uh, listening to the program, checking in with me, finding me on Facebook, uh, sending me uh, comments and uh, articles and things like that. Really appreciate it. And thanks also for subscribing to the program. And if you are new here and if you like what we do here on the show, we do ask that you consider subscribing to the program and also, of course, sharing the program on your social media. And uh, as we, you know, come into this weekend and as we go into early next week, this is going to be a obviously one, if not the most crucial time in modern American history, maybe even American history. Uh, and I'm not belittling all of the major events in American history because what I mean when I say that is that we literally are at a crossroads as to whether or not we are going to uh, start up? I mean, can you can you imagine? We've heard now. Well, you know, Elizabeth Warren wants to be. Uh, secretary of the treasury or or bernie sanders should be the uh, secretary of labor and things like that can you imagine the kind of damage that will be done uh to our nation and to our prosperity and to the hope and the promise that is the american dream if you get you know kooky uh people like this uh in in positions of real power Uh, this is really scary stuff I mean, AOC, you know, and the whole lot and the squad and everything. I mean, honestly, it just seems to be so antithetical to the kinds of things uh, that uh, that uh, that the American people a really want and b will actually benefit them uh in the long haul and uh, so again we are at a a very very crucial time in our history because it's like it's like a fork in the road uh this isn't uh um you know uh, because in the past you because i'm sure everybody out there has heard somebody say in their lifetime one of their friends or family members well you know someone gets in and it doesn't really matter it's all going to be kind of the same and this kind of thing i think that's the linchpin to this election my friends because it wouldn't be the same it's really not the same because because the facades are being torn down of the democrat party elite the idea of socialism the idea of just revamping um you know uh institutions like the supreme court or let's get rid of the electoral college what would be a kooky far out harebrained scheme all you know 30 40 50 years ago is now mainstream ideas and in fact i think even bernie sanders said something to that effect uh with some of the kooky things he's talked about it was kind of like a long time ago this would be out of the norm you know and then but now it's now it's like you know it's part of the platform or it's, it's discussed openly on talk shows and and it goes on from there and um so if we if we take the the wrong fork and we start heading down and it's it's kind of like and this is sort of an extreme example. It's not really apples to apples, obviously, but it but if it's kinda of like if we defund the police department and it's oh that's right, that's we don't like the police anymore. So we're defunding the police. you know how hard it is to reconstitute a police force once the, you know, uh mob understands that it, it now is no longer there are no more consequences? There's no more law enforcement? Well, you know how hard it'll be to reconstitute a law enforcement uh, an effective law enforcement would be very 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 difficult so you never want to go down those roads the same way you don't want to go down the road of we are going to well you know we're going to be kind of socialist now and this kind of thing and um you know it's it is so very very important um that uh, that we maintain Uh, the promise of our country that we maintain the institutions that we maintain the rule of law and that we maintain the mechanisms by which power is uh granted because again you know the whole social compact has to do with the fact that uh the people empower the government and when you hear uh, I think it was AOC right when she's talking about something about the New Green Deal. well, we're in charge now what what? no, no, you're not in charge of us. We empower you to represent us and um, and you know, quite frankly, once they no longer represent you, you see again because the power emanates from the people to the government. it never never ever at least in our system, there are other systems in which this happens. But the government does not empower the people. The government doesn't sit there and tell you what rights you have. The government doesn't sit there and tell you that they're in charge now. That's not how it works. But, uh, you know, and this is really powerful stuff, by the way. This is really powerful stuff. And you have to remember that these people, the Democrat Party elite and the far left, they're playing for all the marbles. This is a zero sum game for them. This is not about having voices at the table. It's not about wanting to, you know, uh, come in and have a voice or any of that kind of stuff. This is and, and that's why you'll see the far left always say that somehow the Republicans and the conservatives, it's a zero sum game and this kind of thing. That's not the way that it is at all. Most people around this country who I think consider themselves conservative sort of have this sort of, you know, hey, you know, you want to be tolerant? Fine. Don't bother me. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live. Uh, And, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) it's 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 kind of like that in in the sense that, you know, you better not trot on my rights. And that's, you know, uh, otherwise, then there will be some kind of issue. But the far left seems to believe that they must make everyone not only live according to their to their uh, dictates, but you have to endorse it. You have to like it. You have to do all this kind of stuff. And uh, it's really very, very uh, scary because it is a zero-sum game for them i believe um okay so all right well i kind of got on my soapbox there for a little bit uh but that's okay uh but this thing about biden and the early voting is uh, is really quite uh, significant i think because again this all goes together i think because people across the highways and byways and people in the african-american community and the latino community Everybody, I think, has heard of uh, 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 Cubanos for Trump down in Florida, and that's Leo. He's called into the program uh, many times, and he helped organize the what was it, twenty to thirty thousand cars uh, parade for Donald Trump in Miami. I mean, this is this is uh, you know big time over the top stuff. And I think that you have people in the Latino community, African-American community, who have seen what President Trump has promised, has seen what he's done, has seen how he is actually for the people, uh, all the people, and um, not trying to divide us, not trying to subjugate us, not trying to make us beat each other's throats all the time. And I think it is actually really, really resonated. And especially when you have people who have come, say, from Cuba, or they have uh, uh, relatives or um, you know grandparents and so forth that have come from these terrible systems uh, where the government is so is is in charge of everything and authoritarian, and they come here and they hear Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, and they all kind of sound like where they just came from in many ways, and they say, "I don't want that." You know, uh, so it kind of it kind of sells itself. The idea of liberty, the idea of of of, uh, uh, prosperity, of the American dream—all that sells itself. You know what has to happen with the stuff that Biden and Kamala Harris are trying to do—that they have to sell it to you, and they sell it to you with the notion that. You know, this guy, Trump, he's just he's the worst human being in the history of all time. And and that's why that's why I'm running and and this kind of thing. And that's why we need to vote against him and vote for me because I'm not Trump because Trump is terrible. And on and on it goes. And I think people have heard this and they've listened to it and they said, you know what? This nah, this isn't for me. This doesn't resonate with me. This isn't positive. Oh, by the way, oh, you know, you know, talk of the shutdowns, these kinds of things. And people are saying, what? What are you talking about? I'm going to lose my house. I, I've had to fire all my people. Um, and you're telling me that we're going to shut down again? And Biden's, I'm not shutting down the country. I'm shutting down the virus. And it just, it's so ridiculous that, you know, it's kind of like, how can we possibly even begin uh, to believe this kind of stuff? And, but of course, we're supposed to believe the polls the polls are telling us, and uh, you know, I heard somebody today. Well, the stock market is is down, and and um, you know, traditionally that means the incumbent just doesn't win. <laughs> what are you What are you talking about? People understand one thing, by the way. They understand this is a different election cycle. This is, you know, we he- keep hearing, well, it's like this, like 2016, and some of those things apply, but this is really a whole new ball game, uh, because of COVID and because of the shutdowns and those kinds of things and so it's so difficult to to apply the same standard tea leaves and say well you know if this ball team wins this and then this happens there and the stock market has a certain percentage here i think people realize no wait a minute no this kind of all bets are off right now all bets are off so as we continue to head into the weekend um, you know, I think it's going to get really rough and tumble from here, but it's going to be exciting and talk about exciting when we come back from the break. We've got more exciting stuff to tell you about. I'm glad you're with us here on this Friday slash weekend edition. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short timeout, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards notebook right here on the Kyle Warren show.
2: And yet, another reason why Joe Biden should not be President of the United States of America. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, if any nation is overrun by liberal border crossers who never assimilate into its society, that nation will crumble from within. That is why Acting Border Protection Commissioner Martin Morgan warned that illegal border crossing could bloom into a full invasion if, God forbid, sleepy Joe Biden wins the U.S. presidency. It is the goal of Democrats, including Joe Biden, to fundamentally transform the United States into a godless, Christian-hating, bigoted nation that resembles Venezuela rather than the constitutionally limited republic envisioned by the Founding Fathers. The United States of America is the overall greatest nation ever known, but if Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and almost every single Democrat gets their way... America will lose her greatness and end up relegated to the ash heap of history. A triumphant Trump means victory for our republic. God bless America, and may America finally bless God. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the ronedwards.com.
4: Ron Edwards, the new voice of America.
2: Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're
4: listening to Kyle Warren.
1: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as uh, we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. Glad that you're with us. Glad you're aboard. And don't forget I'll be on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program later on this evening, 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern. Go to kylewarrinshow.com for links to listen live. And uh, coming up here in just a little bit we'll hear some of my appearance from earlier this morning on the Captain's America uh, Third Watch as is our Friday slash weekend edition tradition. Okay uh let's listen in here real quick i think we've got a quick sound bite uh this is uh from newt gingrich talking to sean hannity uh with the idea that you know it's going to be kind of shocking you know <laughs> i think it, in terms of this is what newt is talking about former speaker uh, house speaker newt Gingrich. Um, Let's let's listen in
3: where you were around this time in 2016 because you and I were on the same page. We both believed strongly Donald Trump absolutely could shock the world and win the election. Uh, We saw a a momentum that we'd never previously seen. I would argue that this time it's even bigger. Uh, All the polls said he was never going to win. The odds were low. You and I were out there saying, no, he can win this. As I look very closely at Florida, as I look at Georgia, as I look at North Carolina, as I look at Ohio and Iowa and Arizona and Nevada, and then, of course, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and I would even add Minnesota, I see that Donald J. Trump absolutely has a chance to shock the world again. Uh, Maybe I believe he has a greater chance this time than last time. I know the polls don't show that. Your thoughts?
5: Well, first, I think you're right. He has a better likelihood than he did at this stage in 2016 when he was clearly behind and closing rapidly. Um, The people I trust the most, the pollsters who have been the most accurate over the last five or six years, who seem to understand the dynamics of the age of Trump, Uh, I saw today the first electoral college map that made sense to me. And it showed Trump at 326 electoral votes plus. Uh, and I think that that's probably about right. Uh, I think the left is gonna be terribly shocked. And I actually think, Sean, it comes down to something which is psychological, not ideological. In the end, as you watch these two candidates campaigning, uh, I think it's coming down to a sort of a bunny rabbit hiding in a basement protected by the news media and a bear who is wandering around on the stage courageously without fear. And if you think the world's dangerous, whether the dangers are riots in Philadelphia or the dangers of the Chinese communists, uh, you probably want to have a bear that's strong enough to defend you, not a bunny rabbit that has to be protected by the news media. I think a bunny rabbit's rabbit's pretty charitable. uh, Well, I think every day that Biden hides and Trump goes out in campaigns, the psychological message being driven to the American people is really deeper than just ideology or partisanship. It says one guy has the guts, the willingness, the toughness to actually be out here taking on things, including COVID. The other guy is hiding, frightened, uh, hoping the news media will save him because he can't possibly save himself.
1: Very good uh, uh, comments there from both Sean Hannity and um, uh, former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. And uh, that's right. Biden, Biden continues to hide also because, as you just heard the speaker say, you know, hoping the media will save him and not ask him any hard questions about the hunter biden laptop controversy you got that right okay folks well as is our friday slash weekend edition tradition let's listen in to some of my appearance from earlier this morning on the captain's america third watch radio program without further ado take it away captain
6: well kyle we got a caller we're going to go to the line right away uh we got mary in tampa good morning mary
4: good morning captain and matt what's up um well, I have a question uh, regarding the conversation that you and Matt were involved in just a few minutes ago about Joe Biden and sure. his uh, brain, it, evidently it's a brain problem. I ha- I find it really bizarre that the Democrats have put him in this position and his family. And I'm kind of wondering, do you think it's possible that uh, whoever he owes money to China to that they have forced him to be in this position?
6: Uh-huh. Good question. All right, we'll answer that for you. Thank you, Mary. By the way, um, nothing like the little bribery, right, Kyle?
0: Well, sure. And I I think overall though, I I think the Democrats I think they see what's happening with Joe Biden. Um we've all known Joe Biden and you know, as a public figure for, for many, many years, forty seven years basically, um, in one form or another. And um, so they understand what's going on with them, but I think that overall, too, they see him as that Trojan horse that ability to, uh, to field this candidate that can appear, quote-unquote, moderate, this kind of thing, get him through the primaries, and that happened. And so now that they can try to get into the White House, then they can finally get Kamala Harris, for example, to take over. And think about radical administration. Even even with Joe Biden staying as president for, for a long time, uh, the administration will be incredibly radical.
6: Well, that is just not going to happen, okay? It's not going to be... I agree, agree, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she's going to take over sooner rather than later. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Good morning, uh, Kentucky. What's up?
4: Hi, it's Pat in Kentucky. How are you, Captain? How how are you, Kyle? I have a couple of questions. I heard something on um, the news today about Iowa. I believe it was Iowa. or may have been... um, Idaho, they said something about they were closing the voting because of the coronavirus. Do you think that's going to become common before we have a chance to vote?
6: All right. Um, Is that that your question? Do you have another one?
4: Uh, The other question I had was, have you heard anything else about if it's going to be mandatory for us to take those shots?
6: Okay, all right, we'll answer that. Um, first of all, Kyle, I've not heard that they're closing polling places because of the coronavirus.
0: I have not heard that either, but we will certainly uh, check on that and see if there's anything out there that, uh, that is indicating that, um, especially if it was being done because of coronavirus. That, that could also be a major, a major point of contention in terms of not you know, disenfranchising voters who uh, don't want to trust the mail in that sense.
6: And your second question about the vaccines, is it going to be mandatory? I don't think it'll be mandatory. There's never been a vaccine that's mandatory. It'll be advised.
0: It'll be advised. And I do think, just to take it a step further real quick, it <laughs> could be that in some cases, um, uh, you know, people will say, well, you can come to our theme park, for example. I'm not going to say a specific one. I'm just in general, as long as you've had the vaccine.
6: Right, right. And
0: And they can do that. That's right. So it will become a point of societal pressure uh, if you want to come to school, if you want to attend college – you have to. I mean, right now, if you're a, a young person heading off to college, there are certain immunizations you have to get just to be able to do that. So that's right. They would roll in. I think the coronavirus vaccine to
6: that. And the only way where it's mandatory is if you're in the military and they tell you you're going to get a shot. Guess what? You're going to get a shot.
4: a <laughs> shot exactly. Right. Yep.
6: Uh huh. Because yep. that's what it's all about. It's yes, sir. No, sir. No excuse, sir. Or yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No excuse, ma'am. What they tell you to do, you do. So that's what it's going to be. But as far as civilians, I doubt it very seriously.
0: Right. Again, if, if only for the that other sorts of pressure points that will come up for that. Yeah.
6: yeah. Now, very quickly, Michael Moore is once again warning the Democrats. He's been doing it for two, three months now uh, that the, the polls are not accurate, that they are behind. They're not ahead and take a take away about half of what the vote is for Joe Biden. You might be a little bit more accurate with the polls.
0: Yeah, this is really big time, because about 10 or so weeks ago, he he issued a similar kind of warning about the enthusiasm gap. Correct. And, of course, the enthusiasm is what has been driving this. And it's for off all, the top. Exactly. And for everything about Michael Moore, he is... He is right about this one. <laughs>
6: and by the way, I had somebody tell me they were at the Biden rally uh, in the parking lot uh, down there in uh, the Fortis Fairgrounds, and there were about 100 cars in a lot. Well, 100 cars in a lot, even if you had five or six or seven or eight or nine, ten people in it, doesn't even come close to what we had at the rally at Raymond James Stadium. You're
2: listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind.
1: Lower your
3: chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov/passiton. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these. Groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov/plugin. In sports, five games were
5: featured in hockey action last
6: Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a
5: life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My
4: blood helps heart patients or accident victims.
5: Have you
2: saved a life today? No. But today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE.
1: Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash kylewarrenshow.
2: I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren, the professor of politics.
1: Yes, that's right, and thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards. Folks, welcome back to the program as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. It's going to be a very intense weekend, and of course, next Tuesday, talk about intense I don't think we've seen nothing yet. Okay, well, once again, folks, let's get right back to my appearance from earlier this morning on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce from his flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. Take it away, Captain.
6: Hi, this is Mike Gallagher. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Indeed you are. And this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Auto Glass America. Though in the times in which we're living, someone needs to give you a break. And with Florida Comprehensive Insurance, Auto Glass America will give you a guaranteed $100 when you get your windshield replaced And tell them I sent you. I know because they did it for me when I had a big old rock blast my windshield from a dump truck. Now, they handle the insurance claim and they come to your home or office to do the job. You get a lifetime warranty, brand new windshield, and $100 back at the time of the service. Now in Tampa sarasota orlando fort myers lakeland port charlotte and other surrounding areas they are ready to take care of that windshield replacement today just give them a call at 813 glass that's 813-96-GLASS tell them the captain sent you and don't forget about that hundred dollars that you get with the windshield and kyle what do they say
0: Auto Glass America.
6: There you go, those melodic terms. Okay, during the break, you were able to research what uh, Pat was talking about in Kentucky and tell us what you found.
0: Yeah, we really really want to thank Pat for uh, bringing this uh, to our attention, and uh, we were able to find a couple of things here during the break, as you said, Captain. This appears to be happening in Iowa, Uh, and uh, we found a report from The Hill. Uh, Voters in Iowa are facing shuttered polling places, Uh, Due to COVID-19, not all of them, not all of them, but but many have closed. According to this uh, to this report, um, and, and the reasons are really twofold. Because they've seen upticks in COVID nineteen in those areas, and also they have a reduced number of volunteer poll workers uh, yeah. to come into these. Pits. And
6: let's explain the uptick. Those are positive test results. Doesn't mean there's a bunch of people sick, dying, and in the hospital.
0: Right. Right. I- exactly. Right. But evidently, there could be a very big number of uh, polling places, and this initial reporting coming out from NPR, Iowa Public Radio News, and the Center for Public Integrity, they find that hundreds of polling centers um, are having to be closed. Um, They don't say if it's just in Iowa, though, Uh, but that, again, it's making people scramble in order to find their alternate polling place.
6: Yeah, and there are alternate places, and there will be other places that will be opened up, too, that will be in areas that have not been affected by of uh, the COVID-19. And again, this is not that people are sick and they're dying and they're in a hospital and all that. It's strictly because they've tested positive. So once again, this is sensationalizing the news and not telling you exactly what's going on.
0: Well, exactly right. And um, unfortunately, Captain, uh, I, I think we're going to look back many years from now. Historians will look back and say this was a politicized pandemic. They already are. Yeah,
6: they already yeah. are. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, California, your great governor or emperor, should we call him Emperor Newsom? <laughs> he now has some great rules for Thanksgiving, and that means what for you?
0: Well, basically, uh, well, this has it's been reported this has to do with Thanksgiving and so forth. It all kind of got started, and Newsom is saying that he didn't really issue them, but they came from the state of California in terms of these guidelines for public or for private gatherings basically and then rob schneider yes the rob schneider you remember him from saturday night live and a lot of funny movies he sort of uh, you know kicked a lot of this off too with a tweet to emperor at gavin Newsom on twitter uh... where he talked about the limitations for thanksgiving so what's going on is that california did issue some guidance for private gatherings and it has to do with the following that you wouldn't have more than three households mixing your gathering wouldn't go on for more than two hours. People will always have their mask on. They can go inside to use the restroom as long as that's constantly sanitized, basically, and that also you would have your gatherings outside. So, of course, Californians, I think, very intuitively applied this to the upcoming holiday of Thanksgiving, even though it doesn't say that specifically. But come on. I think we can do a Joe Biden here, Captain. Reiter. Come on,
1: man. Come on, yeah. man. You
0: know, I yeah. mean. You know, sometimes Thanksgiving in California, at least in Southern California, the weather can be kind of cold or rainy, or we could have hot Santa Ana winds. It just depends.
6: Now, Wisconsin, Kentucky, and Tennessee are, uh, I guess they're playing it safe uh, because of the uh, possible problems that they've had there, are calling up the National Guard to uh, be at their polling places to provide extra security or extra help as needed.
0: Well, exactly right. I, I think um, um, not only for that, but we've we've got um, uh, some areas and um, uh, places even here, I think, in the L.A. area where they're hiring um, uh, security and uh, they're going to be boarding up. Um, you know, I think in Beverly Hills, I think they're supposed to be boarding stuff up in anticipation of the election.
6: All right. Let's go yes. back to the phone lines because I'm not sure, but I think I know who this is. Good morning, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Hello, it's Pat again. I just want to thank you. It was very informative about um, the them closing the polls. Uh, I was just, I wasn't concerned so much with the virus. I was concerned with if they were going to start doing that in different, you know, like all over the place. Before, no. Uh,
6: no, it depends on, and again, this is not, they're using issues, well, the outbreak of COVID cases. It's a positive freaking test. Wake up, America.
4: I understand that. Yeah. I was just worried I was just worried that they were going to start closing the polls before no. we even had a chance to vote.
6: All right. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you very much. No, people will have a chance to vote. Believe me, they're just going to go to an alternative location to be determined. Is that correct, Kyle?
0: Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, and some of the people were saying they have to figure that out now. But, again, it's at least a little bit of lead time to be able to do that.
6: Yeah, and they've still got three, four, five days, whatever. All right. Well, here's an interesting one. Rapper Lil Wayne now supports President Trump. I guess he's looking to make some extra money because I haven't heard a, a word about a Lil Wayne for a while. Of you.
0: Well, um, I can't say that he I was have, running around
6: with what Snoop Dogg. Um,
0: I I think so, but he was. Uh, I mean, this is pretty um, uh, pretty interesting because uh, as Lil Wayne is. Uh, uh, you know it's now supporting the president and supporting the president if i recall i think i recall seeing his quote uh something you know the president listens that kind of thing uh or, or he's going he's getting things done is what i think it was um and so that's that's very important and again it goes against the liberal narrative that somehow president trump has been bad for the black community or you know et cetera et cetera and so it this is um i mean every every little bit helps and i think it's a uh, it's an important thing
6: Now, in lieu of what's been going on with federal forces uh, going around, law enforcement people going around and exercising warrants for whatever reason, and people getting shot at and killed and this, that, and the other and all that, uh, all federal task forces right now nationwide, all of them will be permitted and allowed by the Justice Department to use body cameras for executing warrants, according to Attorney General William Barr, to eliminate any problems so people can see when they go up to the door, somebody's going to shoot at them, they'll have but right on camera, live in a living color.
0: Well, sure, and this just this, this seems now to be a, a standard operating equipment uh, that you would need to have um, simply because of the kinds of things that have been happening of late, and, and hopefully it would solve problems and, and maybe even quell violence faster, You know, if, because you're still going to get reactions, I think, on the street. Uh, But if you could, you know, uh, release the video that, again, as you said, shows exactly what happened, that might help.
6: Now, President uh, uh, Trump is uh, talking about uh, his campaigns, talking about the children that we've got uh, that are detained that were brought into this country, not with their families, but with coyotes or they were like rented out to uh, company uh, to people so that they could make it look like they had kids and get the benefits and collect money under the table and all that sort of stuff. And the Biden campaign is proposing a task force which would immediately reunite these children with their migrant families. Well. If they weren't their kids to begin with, who the hell are they going to reunite them with?
0: Uh, well, that's right. And I heard um, one of the officials talking to this the other day. They actually do have pretty good idea of where a lot of these kids uh, came from in terms of their families.
6: Yeah, Central America.
0: That's right. But their families, in many cases, according to the reports... Don't want them to to be to be returned. I mean, that sounds horrible. Obviously, but the American well, they government... sold
6: they sold them. They actually sold their kids or rented them out, if as, the, as the case may be. And they got a little bit of money back, but the coyotes, the people that were doing that for the reasons they were doing, were the ones that made the money.
0: Well, right, but the American government has tried very very hard in order to to reunite uh, these people with their families, these children with their families, so. Again, it's very disingenuous, at the very least, for the Biden campaign or Joe Biden to stand there with the righteous indignation of, of uh, what he did at the debate and all that when, it's, when he's blustering about something that, that has, they're trying to solve and have tried to solve yeah. but have run into these major, major roads. By the
6: way, it looks like as if the protesters and rioters in Paris have taken up from some of the people in the U.S. or... I uh, just saw them going down the street, knocking over all the trash cans and dumpsters and setting fires. You know, throw like the cans together, getting them all together, open it up to garbage and then setting fires. So uh, apparently they've learned that from the United States.
0: Well, they're locked down for until December is what I've heard.
6: Yeah. yeah and these were the young kids that were protesting. Yep. All right. Hold that thought, folks. We'll be right back with more with Kyle Warren, a professor of politics. Don't go anywhere. This is the Captain's America Third Watch Friday morning edition. Hello, I'm. Ron Edwards, host of The Eberts Notebook. And you're listening
2: to the Captain Matt Bruce on America's Third Watch.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Captain Matt Bruce. Always a pleasure, folks. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween. We will see you on the radio tonight and right back here on Monday. Until then, everybody out there around the globe. You're
4: listening to Kyle Warren.
1: Take care out there.